Welcome back, everyone, to Life Reimagined, Making the Impossible Possible. Chrissy, hello. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. It's good to see your beautiful face. Oh, good to see you as well. (laughs) I have changed my background because I just felt like being outside in a Canadian summer today. Why wouldn't you? Well, you know, today's an interesting, interesting topic. And um, I think that our audience will also find it interesting because it's something that we all have experienced, connected with, and it is disappointment. How to effectively deal with disappointment that happens in our lives that, you know, tends to happen in seasons that are sort of shifting in our lives. And whether it's, you know, both of us were in the real estate industry, whether it's real estate, whether it's personally health. I mean, Mm. you know, we have these seasons in health where I know myself from April until like last week, I got every virus known to men (laughs) respiratory wise. And, you know, I think we do get disappointed when these things happen. But here's how I thought we would start off. I thought it would be a great idea sort of to remind our audience, whether they're watching us here now on video or whether listening to our podcast you know, we come up with these topics and we always have so much to say about them, right? And, and we kind of banter back and forth, but where does it all come from? And I think it'd be good to remind everyone maybe of our backgrounds and why we do feel that we have some authority on a lot of these topics is because we have experienced so much in the time that we have been on this earth. Um, so I started as a teacher and I've basically taught people for 26 years. And I was an entrepreneur at the time I opened up a business when I was living in Europe. Then I became a real estate agent. Then I became a real estate broker. Then I opened a brokerage and I started speaking and coaching at that time. And then um, I left the brokerage, moved the brokerage into EXP Realty because I no longer wanted limits. I didn't want borders you know, and I wanted to be able to grow a community, a tribe. And now I'm also back to coaching again on a larger scale with the Agent Academy. But that's what I love because you and I have aligned through so many of those different uh, fields. Like it's been what, six, seven years now that we've been connected to each other. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell everyone, you know, what your background looks like and how it is that we've connected on so many levels. Sure. So I have been an entrepreneur my whole life, pretty much. I mean, for 20 plus years, you know, I never, I've had odds jobs when I was younger, of course, but I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so health and wellness space is where I started after I retired from figure skating. I came out to Arizona and got my degree in holistic healthcare, uh, rehabilitation therapy, energy work, nutrition. So anything to do with the mind, the body, the spirit. I love that. That's just, that's just who I am and I will always mm-hmm. be. So that's been my, my foundation. And then of course, a small business owner. And I got into real estate in 2011. I just saw a lot of opportunity and I wanted to shift into to a different space. I was ready to mm-hmm. start a new chapter. And we connected shortly after that. I think it was around 2014-ish or 15 yep. that we yep. connected. And yeah. You know, I love so I love real estate because there's so much you can do with it. You know, it's not just the representing home home buyers and sellers. There's so many, yeah. you know, aspects in real estate that you can enter into. So, 
again, I will always be a part of that. And then I shifted into owning um, a brick and mortar here in Arizona in the health and wellness space, vitamin supplements, and kind of been, a, I've been a coaching consultant and now just, of course, aligning with you with EXP and building that business. And, and like you said, I think it's just all about building a tribe, you know, building a yeah. community. Like that's, that's what really lights my fire is yes. getting like-minded humans together and growing together and really just yeah. thriving. So that's where we reunited and, you know, it's just been such a wonderful journey. And I think that's how we can speak. I think so much on this topic of disappointment mm -hmm. because we've had our fair share of disappointments <laughs> as we've moved through all of these different chapters in our lives, because you can't have owned a business, right? Been an entrepreneur, started a business from scratch, uh, moved into a different industry, started in that. And of course, sales is a different beast, especially in real estate <laughs> and moved into all of this without having experienced disappointment. So let me, let, let's start with the definition of disappointment, because I love starting with the definition because it really does set the stage for what it is and how it's possible to effectively move through it. So it's actually defined as sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. And that's literally what disappointment is, is you had a hope or an expectation that didn't get fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, if we were to just start breaking that down, how have you dealt with disappointment? And why don't we talk about maybe how we used to deal with it, which may be how a lot of people still do effectively, maybe ineffectively <laughs> deal with it. And then what it was that we did, because I know you and I, like I said, we are just so similar and that we have done so much work into understanding how to move past it and through it and understand it so that it doesn't affect us as much as it used to. Yeah. So I used to handle disappointment, um, by, you know, fight or flight. And I yeah. would, I would flight, you know, I would go in hiding basically. And I would do anything I could not to feel the pain, the disappointment, whatever it was, because that was my way of coping. And, you know, the past three years, I've really just doubled down on myself. You know, I've gone mm -hmm. all in on my own growth and acquired the tools and, and gone through, you know, whatever those blockages were in order to grow and start leveling up in my life. And so now when the disappointment does show up, which it has like never before in my life, I mean, the things that are showing up in my life right now, I, I mean, Catherine, it's surprising that I'm sitting here right now talking to you because I would not be here. And the fact that I'm able to now practice what I preach, step into that uncomfortable state, face the, mm -hmm. the fear head on and just, just go still rise above it. It's not that I don't feel it because I feel yes. it right now. As I told you prior to recording here, I feel a pit in my stomach right now with what's going on in my life. But I know that I, it's, it's not going to do me or my loved ones around me any good if I don't show up, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's different now because I've gone through it so much that now I know what doesn't work, right? It's not going to get anywhere and it's, it's not going to get, do anybody else any good if I don't start stepping up. And so I move towards the fear. I lean into it like never before. And the more you do it, I would say the easier it does become, mm -hmm. it still doesn't feel good, but it becomes easier because you're constantly going towards that uncomfortable space. Mm 
And that's where the real growth is. That's where the magic happens. That's where that's where the biggest quantum leaps in your life will take place because you've actually shown up and done something that you thought you never could do. And so I don't look at things. I don't sit in disappointment for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I just choose to shift the energy and now look for solutions. What can I do to to add value to whatever is going on and to help those around me? That's that's just where my mind starts taking place. So I think what a lot of people might be thinking, and I know that it occurred to me while you were talking, is at what point do you think that it started to shift for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like not a specific point, but at what point does someone actually realize that the fight or flight, or I know even myself where I will, I will just like, I will go quiet mm-hmm. and I will just be, you know, I'll be in it and I'll be in it for, a, and I was in it for a while. And then, and then of course it starts breaking you down because, right. well, wait, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah. And, oh, I'm obviously not good enough. Or, you know, and you, and it's all this negative self-talk, which of course your mind listens to. And so at what point do you say to yourself, I can't actually handle, like, I I can't deal with it like this anymore. You know, there's gotta be a better way to handle this. Or do you think that it was more of an external thing where you were listening or seeing people deal with something and you thought it might be better to deal I don't know. Can you, can you sort of pinpoint when that started happening or do you think it was gradual? I think it was gradual the more I reflect on it, but then it took a life of its own to where it was like this fierceness came through me. Like I started stepping into my power. Like I've never stepped into my power before. And I believe it's just, it sounds like we've talked about it before. It's building that mental muscle and showing up every single day to where that now becomes your default state. So at times I'm even surprised by my strength because I know that's not how the former me ever dealt with stuff. I'm surprised at how enjoyable the silence can be for me so I can just listen and flow. Like like I just intuitively know now where to shift and when to step up and when to mm-hmm. soften. Like it's become this this dance that has just overtaken me because I've just solely focused on my growth every single day. I mean, and it doesn't happen over time. I think it's a good correlation would be like when you see these very lean fitness people and they look so perfect and that didn't happen overnight. I mean, it took hours of consistency and training in the gym and being cognizant of their food intake and everything else in order to acquire that, what we see in front of us. And so it's just that it's the accumulation of just time. And then also just knowing from experience and having the wisdom to understand that it's not going to do me any good. And I'm not going there. I'm going here. And so for me to stay here, I need to show up. So it's just, you become your inner, like this inner teacher. It's so true. So true. Um, And I think it's the same with me is that I, I can't pinpoint when I started, but I know that in my life, I always get to a point where I just get tired of that, of the behavior mm-hmm. or I'll just say, this isn't serving me. This is not making me better. I don't feel better by just sitting here wallowing in my pity, um, of whatever has happened or, you know, even to hold animosity against someone because they disappointed me in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think now I actually think through situations and I even have a conversation with myself 
before something happens. Mm -hmm. So I know that I'm going into a situation where I expect something from someone. And so I start to say to myself, they're human. Catherine, there is the possibility that they may not reach, you know, this expectation that you have, or this may not happen. And so I'm almost having that conversation with myself before I even get into a situation so that when it happens, it's not for me to say, oh, see, I told you so. It's to say, okay, so that is one of the outcomes and it's okay because I knew that that was the possibility. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at things um, in a more realistic view because I think disappointment is when your expectations don't align with reality. And I think it's when your expectations, so for example, a goal and in coaching agents all the time, I'll say to them, we're in July now. What's your goal um, of how many houses you'd like to sell by the end of the year? And they'll say to me, I'm thinking 20. And I say, okay, great. How many have you sold until July? And they say five. And I said, well, it took you six months to sell five homes. And in the next six months, you expect to sell 20. What do you think will, what will have happened between July and August that all of a sudden you're going to start selling three a month, you know, Mm -hmm. to get to your 20. Mm -hmm. And so what I think you have to do is you have to break down the realism. And, you know, we always use that acronym SMART, a SMART goal. So is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it actually actionable? Can you, do you actually have the capacity and the leads that you would need and the prospects you would need to get to that point? So a lot of disappointment would go away and would disappear and would affect us less if we looked at a situation for what it is and not what we hope it is Mm. or we expect it to be, right? It's like people getting married. And I, I think I've talked about this before. The fairy tale <laughs> of marriage when you're 24 years old, like I was when I got married. And the fairy tale of what it's going to be like. And everyone's going to share in the housework. And they're going to share in the response. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. Yeah. There's Because it's not this. I always thought it was 50-50. And we're this. It's not 50-50. No. Because there are times and seasons that happen where you're very busy and your partner is filling in and then they're very busy and now you're filling in, right? Or you get home from work early, so you start dinner. Well, the spouse comes home from work early, so they start dinner. Now it's this partnership, but it's not 50-50. It's just, I call it filling in the gap. So when I'm not feeling well, you're taking over. When you're not feeling well, I'm taking over. But it's not like, well, I did this last time and you did this. I did that for so long. It, it made me miserable because it wasn't realistic. And it made me miserable because I was disappointed because I had this idea. I kind of put marriage on a pedestal and said, this is what it's supposed to be, right? My expectation mm-hmm. and hope of it. But it's not really what it is. The realistic view of, of marriage is that issues come up and you have to work through them and you have to communicate with each other. And, you know, it's all of that, that you have to sort of do a deep dive every once in a while of, well, Hey, this is what I want and what I need. What do you want? And what do you need? 
And now we have to come to an agreement so that we can all live in harmony, basically. So I think that I became a better wife or mother or colleague or or leader when I began to realize that I don't have to put all these expectations on people. I just have to, it, it is what it is. And now how do I react and deal with that? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Because I think a lot of it is just reactionary to these expectations that aren't even realistic anyways. Right. And and also learning, I think, just to learn how to respond versus react. You know, it's just so that we can take that pause before responding. And so that's where I've gotten really, really, really good at. I mean, like a most recent thing that happened, I would have probably, I would have reacted. And I just chose to get silent to go within to really let it sit with me. And then I chose to respond accordingly. So, you know, I think that's really important. That shows a lot of self-awareness and maturity and growth. And, you know, I'm a big advocate for going all in, you know, the more I'm on this, you know, these, these journey, this journey of life, I realize that there is no such thing. I don't believe in 50, 50 anymore. I believe in a hundred, a hundred, you know, you go mm-hmm. to, you're going all in. It's not, I have my, my toe in and then I have one foot out over here just in case it's like, no, yeah. you make the decision to show up and go all in or guess yes. what? Don't make the decision at all because it's always going to be a conflict of what you're sending out. So you're saying you want to, you know, be in this position in your professional career, or you want to be in this relationship, or you want to be over here. But if you're only half in, how do you expect it to grow and flourish to the greatest capacity it possibly can if you're yes. not all in? Just yeah. as an energetic play that sends a signal that I'm not quite sure. I have questions. I mean, then, and you can't be in a situation like that expected to grow and flourish. So that's where I've changed my mindset and looked at things through a different lens. Um, and, and while you were just talking about that, like it hit me that when I'm okay with whatever it is, whatever decision that I've made, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't matter what the outcome is. If I'm okay with the decision that I've made, regardless of how someone will react to it, or regardless of what what actions they take, then I'm good. Right. And and this is what I've I've learned is that if you can become really confident in your decisions and what you've decided is the way that you're going to handle a situation, then the situations become um, a lot more easy to handle. And I've also learned that I don't take a day to get over disappointment anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I take it in, I digest it. And then a couple of hours later, it's okay. Time to keep moving forward. You're exactly. not ignoring what's happened, but you are now working through it and you're just going to work through it. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not just going to wallow in it anymore because that leads to nowhere. It, nothing changes. If you just sit in your pity or in your sadness and you don't do anything about it. Right take action, take inspired action. And that's, that's where, when you show up for yourself, you are building that confidence every single day. So when moments like this do happen, there's no question. You just know where you want to go. You're very clear and having clarity will lead you to where you want to be ultimately. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do whatever they can. And this is one of the other topics I wanted to talk about was so many people will live life to avoid disappointment. (laughs) You know, um, let's say they're looking for love. Oh, well, I'm not going to love them too much because what if they disappoint me? 
or I'm not going to try too hard because, or I'm not going to, you know, go all in on real estate because what if it doesn't work? And this, what if really holds people back from reaching their true um, capacity and, and really who they really are just because of this one word disappointment and how it's going to make them feel. So, well, indecision is a decision. So, you know, you have to look at that. So I would start, you know, just looking at it, the bigger picture, you know, what, why are you indecisive? Why can't you just make a decision? There's something at a deeper level that you're not sure about. And so regardless, if it's real estate, if it's a relationship, if it's, you know, anything else, if you're always indecisive, that says that speaks volumes. So first and foremost, get right with yourself and everything else in your life is going to start aligning accordingly. It may sound, you know, very matter of fact, but it is. And the quicker you can start making decisions, the quicker you're going to stop making excuses. Yeah, so true. So true. So if we were to sort of, um, to give a couple of bullet points in how to effectively deal with disappointment. If, if I'm, you know, listening now, I'm one of the listeners and I really have a tough time in dealing with being let down and being disappointed. I'll give a couple, but why don't you start? What are the, what are a couple of things that you would suggest that they start with? First and foremost, I would start with who you surround yourself with, because in moments like that, that's going to be your biggest indicator. And if you're going to stay stuck or you're going to elevate. And so if you have a a core group of people in your circle that aren't going to allow you to stay stuck or, or or wallow in disappointment, um, you know, but yet they want to encourage you to go for more, to strive and thrive. Like that's going to be a a big deal, right? Because now you're going to be able to, to shift yourself out of that space pretty darn quickly. Now, if you have, if you you surround yourself with a lot of negative thinkers and people who, what's that saying where people like they feed off each other, you know? um, Yes. You know, they almost like the Debbie Downers, like love, you know. Yeah. Or it's like, um that analogy of crabs in a glass. And I don't, I don't know that know one. <laughs> so, so basically when you put crabs in a glass and one starts to climb up the side of the glass to get out, the other crabs will pull them back down hmm. because they don't want them to escape because they're too fearful to climb. Right. And so it, there is, you know, it's it's a very true analogy of life as well is that depending on who you surround yourself with, as you try to climb your ladder or move to the, to the, the type of home or life that you desire or want to design, mm-hmm. there will be people who pull you back because you're making them uncomfortable because they would never be able to move that far. Right. Or they or their just natural default state is to look at the glass half, half empty. And yeah. so when you're around a lot of people like that, it's not going to, you know, go in your favor. You know, it's yeah. just how it's going to be. So first and foremost, I always say, look at your circle, delete accordingly. That sounds a little, you know, a little much, but it's true because if you're mm-hmm. not around a core group of people that are thinking and doing and taking action at a higher level, how do you expect yourself to shift out of those moments like that? Yeah. Yeah. So true. 